What's the most insulting thing anybody's ever said to you, Edgar? Um, I mean, I guess the memory that comes to my mind, and I don't like any time that this happens, but I was at a film festival, and this person didn't say this to me, but I was at a film festival where a movie of mine played, and this girl in front of me was voting on whether my film would be up for the audience favorite award, and it was like a 1 through 10 rating, and she gave it a 3, and then cross it out and put four. And that, to me, is the most insulting thing. When someone insults you, but then updates it to be a little bit better, I'm like, that's worse. I don't <laughs> want that like, four. Oh, shit, he right there. Let me go ahead. But it wasn't even that. She was just like, eh, I'll give him a four. I don't want that pity point. I don't want that pity extra point. So you would have rather the lower score? I Yeah. Jaquise, if you found out, it would be like if you found out that I don't even know what the comparison is. I have to really think on it. But it, it's just like, it's not the like same. If, like if I found out that <laughs> like I was two votes away from an Oscar, and then two people were like, eh, I guess I'll give it to him. Yes. I'm or damn Oscar, bro. Okay, Jaquise, what if you were on this <laughs> TV show for seven seasons, and uh-huh. you were heralded, and everyone loves you, but then you found out that the only reason why you were on that show is because Carl Tart was like, I wouldn't do that shit, even if they paid me. <laughs> Seven seasons in? I wouldn't give a Seven. shit then. Maybe no, after the know. first couple episodes. Okay, Seven well seasons then. in, I've, I've proven myself at that point. <laughs> shit. I ain't got nothing else to prove after seven seasons. Even if the show's called Coonin' in the House? <laughs> <laughs> I really ain't got shit to prove if I'm heralded for doing the show called Coonin' in the House. Nigga, I didn't, I've arrived. I've I arrived. mean, I, I didn't say who was heralding you. People were heralding you. <laughs> Yo, man. Being heralded by the whites is just as good as being heralded by the blacks, baby. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It, it's a thing of consolation you. prize I that I, I've never really... Re- I didn't give a strong example, but I, I, I just like... I feel what you're saying, though. That, to me, is the most insulting thing of, like, when it's, like, out of pity instead of, like, oh, I actually earned this. Yeah. Like, I didn't earn a four. It was a three. She felt like my movie was a three. Stick to it. Okay. All right. I think the what most insulting you? thing, the most insulting thing anybody ever said to me was damn nigga why you smiling so much ain't that shit ain't shit that funny and i was insulted because it and it doesn't seem like an insult but it made me so self-conscious like oh am i smiling too oh you know what i just thought of a new one that did insult me and i was very sad by that but my newest one this is why i hate playing truth or dare you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. high school truth or dare you're the only black person there. You already know what the dares is going to be. It's going to be to touch your hair. Well, no. It's going to be to see your dick. Uh, oh. What? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. Keith. I, I guess I didn't hang out with a bunch of predators in high school. <laughs> hey, man. You know, the, 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 they'd be like, oh, you know. You know, nigga. But then you also know as a man... Sometimes you ain't hanging like you normally hang. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. Where this story is going is insane. So, you know, I got the dare. I knew it. I was very upset because I was drinking and I didn't, you know, didn't want to have to get naked. And I guess I shouldn't have gotten naked because that was my choice. But I chose to. But it was uh, it was Webster in a little bit. And then I was like, and then I got the. 
man, that stereotype ain't true. You got a little ass dick. And I was so insulted. I was so insulted. But Jaquise, what if the stereotype isn't true and you do have it's a not true. ass dick? It's not true. It's not true. Have and... you ever considered that? Like, maybe, like... I don't want to. I don't want to wade into the waters of this conversation whatsoever because it's just going to go to a very problematic place. But <laughs> it's like, going to be so. I hope our guest today listens to this episode and be like, "What the fuck did I agree to be?" I just want to say it's not always a. Oh, I just remembered who our guest is. Yeah, let's stop this conversation right. Now. <laughs> yeah. We- <laughs> I will also say that I was in high school and I did. I don't give a shit about that type of shit anymore now. But I remember in the moment, I was like, I don't like this, man. Fuck Truth the Dare. Uh, I, mean, it, it, I think what upset you is that they put all these expectations on you to yeah. perform. And you're just like, I'm just myself. I'm just a human just being. Myself, man. I'm just myself. I'm just sitting here, just chilling, man. It reminds uh, me of when someone tried to force me to freestyle and I was bad at it anyway. I guess not all black people can rap. And it's like, See? yeah. Yeah. See? Yeah. That's what it I is. Can, I cannot freestyle. That is an acquired skill. And that, and that's the thing about the stereotype that I don't appreciate is that it, it kind of removes away the talent of it all because you don't say that Picasso, like, you know, like it, it takes away the fact that these people worked at this thing and mm-hmm. got better at it. When you just say, well, oh, black people could all do that. It removes the specialness of these people who worked hard at that skill and got good at it. And it also is insane because there are a lot of rappers who are great who probably can't freestyle that well. Uh, yeah, as well, that's what I'm saying. Because yeah, it's it, such it, a it, fucking skill. It's a and skill. There are, there are people who can freestyle their ass off, but you put them in a the studio to make a track and they suck. I don't want to say they suck, but they can't make a good song. It's why I I I I, try, I tend to shy away from the born talent kind of thing. Like obviously there are people who are born with great singing voices and all of that, but I do believe that to for it to be utilized in the way that those people utilize it, whether it's like an amazing singer or something like that, there's a a level of work that has to happen because I think that there are people who have great singing voices but don't end up becoming musicians because rather it be circumstance or just lack of care. They don't end up being great singers. So just being born with that talent isn't enough for it to just be said, oh, they were just born with special gifts. It's like, no, they also worked at it and cultivated it. All right, let me ask you. I'm going to I'm gonna rattle off uh, four names, four names to you. And I want you to let me know on a scale of one to ten, ten being the highest, what level of talent do you think they were born with? All right. <sighs> I just literally just said I hate this form of thinking, and your response was "bet." Let's dig into that and do more in. of it. But let's do it. Let's do let's it. Let's dig in. Let's dig in because obviously they work for it. But yes. you know, I want to see what you think on a scale of one to ten. Shaquille O'Neal. I mean, I see. I see the argument that you're making, <laughs> and here's my simple rebuttal to that. Mm-hmm. Anthony Bennett. Like, being born huge doesn't automatically equal success. <laughs> okay. All right. I get you. I get you. Uh, Charles Barkley. <laughs> Again, incredibly talented, but worked very, very hard at that skill. If right. you want an answer, my rebuttal to Charles Barkley, let's follow Zion Williams. Okay. Williamson incredibly closely. Okay. 
Um, Ernie Johnson. Born talented. That's just pure born talented. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Born talented. That's just born. That's just pure. He was gifted. Gifted. Gifted right away. Gifted right away. Uh, How about Kenny the Jet Smith? How about Kenny the Jet Smith is the guest on today's episode of Culture Kids? Oh my God damn God. Listen, for those who have been following this show, since the beginning, you know how much we love basketball. People love our ball conversations. When I tell you we have basketball royalty on the show today, we got basketball royalty on the show. Kenny the Jet Smith, NBA champion, host of Inside the NBA. The dude, let me tell you, first of all, there a lot of basketball players have nicknames. But the fact that Kenny the Jet Smith got a nickname that has actually stuck with him throughout his entire life, throughout that lets consistent. you know how much he's at the top of, of the basketball royalty list. And people try to take it. Never forget, Jason Terry started doing the Jet celebration, you know, mm-hmm. in that uh, 2011 NBA Finals when they beat LeBron James. Uh, I had to make sure that you guys knew that in that 2011 NBA Finals that the Mavericks beat LeBron James. But Still my favorite finals that wasn't with the Bulls. <laughs> I mean, just seeing him turn into... <laughs> a fucking Hall of Famer a, 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 this, <laughs> for one just, series. <laughs> just seeing LeBron just go in the opposite direction was insane. I'd never seen him do that before. Like, the turnovers that he was committing... <laughs> How frustrated he was. It was so weird. It would be like if you watched Chappelle bomb and you were just like, this is bizarre. It's very bizarre. Very bizarre. I'm so fucking excited to have, we are so goddamn excited to have Kenny the Jet Smith. Uh, we, we, I say we just get to it. Let's get to Kenny. Yo, man, first, I mean, listen, first thing I gotta, first thing I gotta say is, uh, man, I'm hoping we get the NBA back. <laughs> it's back. It's, say, it's how long it's, it's coming back. back. You know, that's, it's coming back. We just gotta figure yeah. out how long it's coming back. Yeah, dude, I'm, 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 I, I get more worried by the day when I be like, I be seeing all these sports like, yo. About thirty, about thirty more people didn't get it. I mean, like, God damn, come on, we need it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is the most. I mean, I'm optimistic and, and cautious at the same time. <clears throat> this is like the most contagious, you know, virus obviously we've seen in our lifetime, and the most deadly. So you're like, you're like, oh, but then in a way, you know, you say, oh, well, maybe the league has some rule things that they'll implement that they they have some knowledge that we don't have. Or, or not even knowledge mm. that we don't have, but a way to do things that can be consistent. Yeah. I mean, it, it's clear that the NBA has led the way in a lot of things. So, like, you know, perhaps if they can figure out this system, it could help us translate that system into other places in the country. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it was the first to stop. You know, first yeah. major sport to stop. First big business to stop. I think that actually led the country to shut down as well. Um, Bro, mm-hmm. honestly, for a lot of black people I know, including myself, Rona didn't become real until the NBA shut down. <laughs> uh, I was with I was with my mom eating chicken. I'll never forget this day. And I was like, and they were like, "Yo, NBA ain't coming back." And I was like, "Oh, damn, this is real." It's real. <laughs> well, see, I, yeah. I'm, I'm from um, New York originally, so mm. I was getting 
the hearing of it way before it, like about three, four weeks before the pandemic. Because uh-huh. I had friends, I was like, wait a minute, there's only like 100,000 people in the, in the country have it. How do I know 12? Like, that doesn't even make sense. I was like, how do I know 12 wow. people? There's only 100,000 people. And then find out it was because of New York. It was the, you know, it was, you know, first right. people to kind of start testing a lot. I'm nervous now. Everybody was like, oh, it's, you know, it's not, it's nothing going on. And then literally like two weeks later, the NBA stopped. I said, I'm telling y'all, it was crazy in New York. I'm like, I'm from New York. That's all I was hearing is people with corona, yeah. people, you know, getting sick, people dying. They were, and they, it was unbelievable. So I always had like a three and a half week ahead curve on like being a little safer. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's smart. All right. So here's one thing I love about the NBA during all of this. Like we said, first major business to shut down. That really made it real for a lot of people. And as of right now, it was the NBA documentary that was the only thing that seemingly bought everybody together during the pandemic so far uh, with The Last Dance. Uh, I know like we were, we don't have to talk about The Last Dance as much, but the thing that we do want to talk about is the two missing years in The Last Dance, which was those Houston Rocket years. Where you got you your two, you got you your two rings. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So listen, I'm gonna let you know right now, Kenny. I was born and raised in Chicago, so. Oh, I already know this. <laughs> I already know. I was born and, I was born and raised, and you know, I. Hey, when you said the word Chicago, I knew you was from Chicago. As you say, you said like somebody was in Chicago. And it's, a, it's a way y'all say it to let everybody know that where you're from. You know, all right. So go ahead. You can ask a question. Go ahead. No, now let me let me let me say let me say first of all, uh, my 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 NBA brain tells me, yeah, Houston would have won at least one off the Bulls. My Chicago brain is like, Kenny, come on now. Come on now. But- <laughs> you want me to give you the reasons why? I'll give you all the reasons. Yes. Give yeah. us. Give us. I want to hear this. Let's start here. Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player ever. No doubt. Yes. Let's, let's no end that debate. All right? He's the greatest. All right. He wasn't on the greatest teams them two years if he would have been playing. And we've seen him lose when he wasn't on the greatest teams. And I say this. That's true. You know, the first three, I think they won three in a row the first time. We were six and one against them. Right. We, I mean, we, like, wait a minute. Like, we were dominating them in a sense. They could, it was, they had trouble. Okay, it's a regular season. Michael Jordan's different in the playoffs. He's a different animal. He would have beat you guys anyway. Okay. But, he did come back wearing number 45. He had 55 in the garden. He was having 30, close to 30 for the playoffs. He was still Michael in a way. But the difference was, to me, there was no Horace Grant, who was in Orlando, and no Dennis Rodman, who was in San Antonio. So Shaq was dominating inside. Horace Grant was getting offensive rebounds. Penny was posting people up. They were too little. So the team they lost to, we swept. We swept them. Yeah. We swept them. Yeah. <laughs> like, we, yeah. like, we had no problem with it. We swept them. So, yeah. I'm not saying that Michael's not the greatest. If they had let Horace Grant go and they didn't have Rodman, they would not have beaten us. Now, I don't say, think they would have had an answer for Olajuwon. With Rodman, yeah, y'all got to, you know, it's, it's, I'm like, hey, that's Michael. Like, I'm not going to back them. But I, it is Michael. I know who he is. 
So, but without Robin, without Horace Grant, without a real power forward to help, and we the our perimeter speed, ah, y'all, they, they we'd have got y'all. We'd have got that thing. <laughs> now, Kenny, I'm from New York, so I have my own beef with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got my own beef with the Knicks. You know what I'm saying? I got my whole different thing. Do you think if the OJ case isn't happening, <laughs> the Knicks beat you? <laughs> uh, you? Let me give you a funny story about the OJ case. You know, the OJ case goes in, right? It's, I mean, OJ's going in, right? And that's when on the on the stanchions, they the monitors of the press used to be right there. So you could yeah. see like the replays of the game. So in the middle of the middle of the game, um, I look over. I'm, I'm literally I'm sitting on the side. I look over, and I see the Bronco, and I see the chase. This is in the middle of the NBA Finals. So I'm in the locker. I said, "Yo, OJ's on the run." I say it in the huddle. <laughs> Shit. And they and everyone's like, "What? OJ's on the run?" Yeah. I said, like, "OJ's on the run." And like so, then Rudy T is like. What are you doing? This is NBA Finals. Get focused. Locked in. Right? So I'm like, all right. So we set up. And then we, we start going back on the floor. And Rudy calls me back. He goes, Kenny, come here. Is he really on the run? <laughs> so we knew during the game that OJ Simpson was on the run, man. Uh, it, wow, so that's wild. It would have affected it, it. We knew about it, but we didn't get affected. But I think the Knicks... You know, they were a great team. Mm -hmm. I just think they were one perimeter scorer with size away from beating us. Like, they needed a guy at the three or four spot, three spot that was a scorer, you know, because at times they just tried to out, you know, out-defend us. Like, defense does win championships, but offense gets you to it. And so you got to score the ball. And they just couldn't score enough, I thought, you know, in the long and like when it really counted, they couldn't always get a basket. They could get a stop, but they couldn't get a basket. And that was the difference. Where we could get baskets when 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 things going out, it's like we need a bucket, y'all. I think what you're saying is so true. And you know, we're we're kind of seeing the small forward and you know, no disrespect to any guards or any centers, but the small forward is turning into one of the most important positions on a basketball team all of a sudden. Like, you know what I mean? Like adding Kevin Durant to the Warriors changed it completely because like you're saying you have that player who anytime curse plays broke down hey yo just throw the ball to kd and he'll do something like wh- wh- how did that evolution do you feel like happened to where you know that three position that four position just became so powerful and important I, well everyone credits you know golden state for shooting the threes but i i really credit our rocket teams we played four four out and one in we were the first team to mm. not have two guys in the post we started putting only dream in the post and we played four guys around and to me, that kind of changed the thought process. And we say, we're going to either shoot the three, and if you run at us, we're going to drive by you. And then mm. we, we kind of created that, like, open floor uh, style that, you know, no one really was doing. And, and we came out, and we actually came out through it by luck. It wasn't, like, really thought about. I just remember one day, you know, Vernon Maxwell bringing the ball up. He throws it inside the Akeem and he goes, runs to the corner. I just slid over and I hit, and then I, I got an open shot. I was like, oh, okay. I made like four in a row. So Vernon was like, look, man, every time I throw it, you get the shot. Let's switch. You throw it in. I was like, no, no, no. He's like, no, bro, it ain't broke. I'm like, no, no, it's working, bro. He's like, no, let me get a couple shots. And then I switched <laughs> off with him. 
And the same thing happened for him. And he got two open shots. He knocked yeah. that. So we were like, this is the new way we'll, we'll space the floor. And we started, Rudy saw it. Rudy implemented it into the offense. But it came about just the way people started guarding us and guarding the king. And it, was, it wasn't really thought of first as an offense. It became an offense. After one game, it just started opening up the floor. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think it's – I mean, listen, man, you to so many, just about damn near every NBA fan, are legendary status. And I think it's because – I am so – Unlike a lot here, of – Let me turn some lights on in here, man. It's all right. I'm like super dark. Hold on, man. You do, I mean, you know, we all we <laughs> we got the grand piano that we see and the Emmy. What, my what, man, two said, Emmys. What, this two Emmys on the piano. My man went to go get up, and he got the grand. You got the grand piano and the Emmy right there for us, bro. I'm I, I'm loving it. I'm oh, loving you mean Emmys? You mean Emmys? Emmys, right? Oh, see, you know, well, I, I just my apologies. Back scratches here in my house, man. <laughs> it's not real. It's not but, but real talk, man. That's why you're a legend, man. Because not only were you a great NBA player, you got two rings. You played on a truly, and I'm saying this as a Chicago fan, an underrated team when it comes to uh, the annals of history. Because you guys unfortunately got smacked right in the middle of two repeats. Uh, but then. You have grown up with this new generation of NBA fan by being the host of Inside the NBA. So you got my damn uncles knowing who you are. You got me knowing who you are. You got my brothers knowing who you are. You got my damn younger cousins knowing who you are. And then and you know like what helps you the more even it's just crazy? Being the voice on 2K. Like that bro, like, that's where you go. From. That's how I grew up. Like all my like every time something like I, I'll be in a grocery store. And I'll be on the other, like on the other aisle, and I'll say something. And the little kid will look, and he'll go, "You're the voice of 2K, aren't you? <laughs> You're the guy." Yes. <laughs> and he's like yes. a six or seven year old, and hadn't even seen me play or had anything. So it's like all of those things weaved in together, kind of creates the culture. You know, you gotta, you gotta, yeah. you gotta be part of the culture. You know, so I'm on y'all. Yeah, show. You gotta, if you're not part of the culture, you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not really understanding how things are moving and where the trends are moving mm. and why why now the small forward and the shooting threes and how it happened. Like, and, and to me, when I watch teams, honestly, I look at them guys and go, well, I see these teams going to lose. They're not paying attention to the culture and how things are moving. So wow. they're, they're not going to win this year. Oh, that's a, that sounds like a great draft pick. That sounds like a great trade, but it's not going to work. <laughs> because the trend of the league is not that. You're not going to compete with the league doing that. Right. I, I find that so interesting because, like, you know, I've been watching I've been watching old games, you know, because there's nothing on. I've, I've been watching the, the replays that NBA is putting on. And you see, like you're saying, like you see these teams, like when the Bucks drafted Bogut, it seemed like it made sense back then of like, oh, of course you got this big guy, you throw him in. But like you're saying, the NBA was moving away from bigs. And it was just like that pick didn't make – or Greg Oden over Kevin Durant. I'm going to bring up Kevin Durant a bunch of times. He's my favorite player ever. So I'm going like, I'm to always bring him up. But that – like now you're looking at it and you go, that didn't make sense that they picked Greg Oden, who's this center who, you know, can create points in the paint. But that's just not how basketball is played anymore. That's like, not how it's played. Like it, it was moving. It's not yeah. how it's played. And what happens is they're looking at their team and going, this is what our need is, which is fine. But they're not looking at everything around you. And they're not paid to do that sometimes. They're paid to get their team better. 
and you can become laser focused. My job for 20 years is to watch everybody and go, and every, my phone rings from every players around, every team, every general manager, every owner. So I'm listening and I'm like, yeah, that doesn't, you know, that ain't go, every runner, I know all the runners, I know all the agents, like everybody's, you know, on speed dial. So like when people call me, I always give them the answer that they ask for. I never give them the answer that I would give them. Gotcha. So like, you know, it's like, is this guy a good guy if I draft him? Oh, yeah, he's a good guy. My ears to the street. He's, you know, he's a good blah, blah, blah. You never asked me, was he good for your team? I'm never going to give you that. Never going to give you that. Uh, never Because you didn't ask for that. And I don't work for you. So <laughs> that, 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 right, I'm not going right, to give you that point. Right. You know, but right, well, <laughs> giving, I think that's where it's missing. That's what's missing in the league. Mm. And you can do it better, on, like you said, on 2K and all that. Like, my son put together teams all the time. You know, all those things online. And I'm like, that's a better team than they would have put together for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me, and, me and Edgar are in a, we're in a 2K league, and he put a team together with the Knicks. And I'm like, man, this team. And, and you like, see the trade. You got to make the right trades under the right salary, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. You know, but. And he worked my ass. He worked my ass <laughs> in the playoff series for four straight games, yeah. and I was embarrassed. <laughs> I mean, my starting lineup is like it actually wouldn't really work in the NBA. It works really well on 2K, but it's a uh, uh, Drew Holiday at point guard, Marcus Smart at shooting guard, Jimmy Butler at small forward, Mbappe at power forward, and Ibaka at center. It's just because I realized, like, oh, defense. If I can just hold everybody under forty points, I'm winning every game. I'll just shoot threes with these guys on the other side. <laughs> I mean, it's just an understanding of, like, again, you're paying attention to the league, you know, and I think a lot of a lot of owners and general managers who have been perennial losers have not paid attention to uh, have people in place that can pay attention to the league. Yeah. I mean, so you as an individual, you have you've done quite a bit in the past 20 plus years after you left the NBA. I think you have one of the best NBA careers post NBA TV shows. Obviously, we, we, we live. You see, we live. We answering doorbells. We live. You guys. We answering doorbells. Now. I'm still we getting the tour, bro. You gonna see? We, we gonna get <laughs> off on that because this guy is gonna come in and he's gonna keep. He's gonna keep ringing the bell. <laughs> we good we good now man this is real this is real podcast i love it i love it I love yo this. and matt you better keep all this shit in <laughs> don't take none of no, it don't out. take none of that out don't take none of it out uh but one thing that i'm that i'm loving and i'm hearing and we got to talk about this i want to give you the space to talk about this is you got your new jet academy coming up bro and like what a perfect time for it to come up because everybody's stuck in the crib right now anyway. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But not only that, like you're saying, you're looking at the trends. How is shit going? Why should a basketball camp just be regulated to if you're in that city and if you can afford to fly there or live there or be there for two, three weeks, right? I think the way that you're doing it and the way that the Jet Academy so far that I've seen is truly the future of some of these basketball camps that we can get. So I want to give you a chance to talk about that Jet Academy. Let's let's hear it out. Well, I was sitting at home and, you know, obviously social distancing and pandemic going on. My basketball camp was canceled. All my kids' camps were canceled all over the country, you know. So I'm like, you know, man, why should the pandemic stop you from developing? 
You want to make your AAU team. You want to make your high school team, your junior high, want to get better. So I just created the first virtual basketball camp. And um, it's, it's live, which differentiates it. You know, it's the way we consume information. It's live. You can ask questions. You can upload your video. And you get Victor Oladipo. You get Trey Young. You get uh, Kimball Walker, NBA, WNBA MVP, Brianna Stewart, Brittany Griner. We're your, we're your coaches for an hour and a half to two hours a day. We're your personal trainers. And you work side by side. You do the same drills that I was telling Kimba. I was like, I'm, I'm gonna, we need the drills that you do. Not the drip, like what you would really do, like you're going to get ready to work out. I said, I'll put somebody else to do a modified version of that. And then somebody else to do a modified version of that. But I need to see your real workout. And so we're doing a real workout. Even while he's in the bubble, he's going to be live. He's going to be talking to us. Um, You know, so it's a different experiment. uh, uh, Not experiment, a different way to to work out. Uh, And again, it's jetacademycamp.com. Sign up for an hour and a half. Get your workout in. Uh, again, jetacademycamp.com. Let me ask you this: what What do you What do you think uh, the benefits? We walking again. Come on, keep talking. But we walking. Let's walk. What do we think the benefits are? I love it, man. I'm je- this I'm, is, I'm telling you, this beautiful wild. ass house right now. Uh, <laughs> you know why we walking? Because today is the first day ever that I'm the only one in the house. I've never been oh, the only bro. one in the house. My son went back to college. You know, and I'm the only one in the house and outdoors. So you're getting to see everything. Bro, you're getting to see everything I, in the house. I'm telling you, house, man. The outside, the inside. <laughs> you can strip for right now. You know? Yo, I'm, for those of you who can't see, my man got just like the perfect black and white, uh, you know, interior <laughs> color going. Even the piano was black. The only thing that's not black and white is them two gold Emmys right there. I love <laughs> black and white art and I love black and white pictures so I've always done that and then I started taking pictures right with just with my eyes oh dope and I was like man this looks like a real picture if I blew it up I've taken this picture it's a man in Italy he was playing a guitar taking this picture it's my daughter that's dope so I just took I just used my and most of these are with my phones Either you know, right. my phones, and I just blow them up, and uh, you know, that's been my photography bug, so to speak. Uh, is that I saw one. I saw Let a picture of you on the wall. Is that a selfie? What's that? I saw a picture of you on the wall, right over your 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 left shoulders. I've never, I've never had a picture of myself ever in my house, right? And so, uh-huh. a friend of mine does sneakers, and he does you know he paints on the sneakers, and he sent that with the sneakers that he painted. And so my, my son actually put it up because I don't like pictures of myself up in the house. I love it. I love it. Wait, hold on. I got to ask though. If you take a picture with your phone, just so Jaquees knows, is it an Android or an iPhone? I've done it both. They're both. I just, if you look through your pictures of all of your phones, you're going to go, damn, that is a dope-ass picture. Like, like that's a, yeah. And you start blowing it up. My favorite is this one. I'm going to show you. Because I did it on a tribute to Kobe. And, uh, and I did a tribute where I had Ice Cube and everybody, all these celebrities, you know, common. And when you see it, you're going to know what, what it is. This is it. Love that. Oh, wow. So those are my daughters. Remember the picture when Kobe was kissing his daughter? Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, that was my mm-hmm. that's my favorite picture, my tribute to Kobe in the house. So y'all got yeah, the stuff that. nobody else gets to see. I'm loving man. that. Yeah. I mean, man, did it don't it feel like the world fell apart when we lost Kobe? Oh my gosh. I think after we lost Kobe, the first coronavirus, uh, the the first coronavirus virus, uh, case was like five days later. I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was an interesting time. I got in a lot of trouble the other day, yesterday, because I said he wasn't in my top ten. Oh shit! All right, all right. <laughs> I, I, I see Edgar up there shaking his head. You know, you know why? Because I, I went old school, and I had a lot of mm-hmm. old right. school memories. So I, I just had, you know, my big guys. First, I had Jordan, Chicago. I had, I think I had Jordan. This is when it got dicey. I went Jordan, Wilt, Shaq. Um, I went uh, Kareem. Bill Russell. So I was like, you know, then it was like Magic, Bird. Then I was like, then it started getting dicey. I had Eliza Wan. And and I was like, and then it started LeBron. Okay. And so it's that 10 spot. That's where it was dicey. I I was like, let me go up. I got to look at my list, but I didn't put Kobe at 10. I think it was like Oscar Robertson. I put at 10. Okay. So, okay. but I think, I think what's tough is, you know, I've never seen Wilt Chamberlain play basketball. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I think like that's where these these top ten arguments kind of fall apart. Is you only know that, like you said, you're talking from the era that you grew up watching and that you played in as well. So like, the top ten, like my top ten, isn't gonna look anything like, anything like that. It's no. gonna be played because the random be in it, you know, mm-hmm. all you know, what all. But I always look. This is how you also can judge it. If you take the 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 actual accolades of the people and then take the names off of them and just pick them only by accolades. That's an interesting way to judge who would be in your top 10. Because right. then you see like league MVP five times, da 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 da. You be like, oh man, this is the guy. And you, and you unveil it and you be like, oh, that's Bill Russell. That, you know, like, oh, right. you know what I mean? You wouldn't yeah. know. If you look at it that way, it changes that dynamic. Because you have to judge them on the errors that they only played in. You can't judge them on the errors that they wouldn't have played in. So they dominated this way. They have to be, to me, that way. Right. He's, in, he's, a, he's, 10, he's 10 or 11, but he wasn't, like, a clear. And everybody was like, what? Clear 10. I, was like, I was like, I got, I mean, I got pictures reminding me of this dude in my house. You know how much I love right. him. So, but <laughs> right. I just didn't think he was in the top 10. Yeah, yeah. And it's wild, too, because I get that. I mean, here's the thing. When people put these top 10 lists out, a lot of times they can be emotional. They can't just be your own personal eye test. But then when you actually give us like the, well, this is why and this is why and, the, you know, the bigs and the numbers and things like that, it's hard to argue that shit. Yeah, it's hard, it really is hard yeah, like to argue. Somebody was like, oh, you just putting Akeem because you play with him. I'm like, no, defensive player Akeem of the year. was great. I'm like, defensive player of the year, MVP of the league. Two-time MVP in the finals, two-time champion, thirteen-time All-Star. Like those accolades, you, you you're in, you're gonna be close to that ten, or you in it. Like you're putting right. when you start screaming out what it is. Lead team, a leader in league in assists. I mean, in steals. League leader in blocks. Most blocks at one time at, in history of the league. Like you go, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, wait. You start putting those right. things together, you go. Who is that? You're like Akeem Olajuwon. Right. He's like, okay, top ten. 
That that's my. And also, how many, also how many players went to Olajuwon to be like, "Yo, teach me some moves. Teach me some post moves. Give me some. Give me. Give me a little bit of the skills." The most underrated top ten player of all time to me is him because you know he's never yeah. been like a social guy. He wouldn't even post anything. <laughs> he, he wouldn't. He wouldn't post anything. Yeah, you know, he have an account and he like have three posts on it. <laughs> Yo, you know who I? You know this is the wildest comparison, the wildest comparison. But I, I equate like somebody like an Elijah to what I used to think like the Undertaker would be, and then the Undertaker got on social media and he just let his wife run his social media. So, <laughs> so like that's what Elijah is gonna need. He gonna need like somebody to run his shit just no to doubt, show us no him. Doubt. Yeah, I think he he has one. Dream thirty four. But it's got like seven posts on it. It's like nothing on there, man. No, nothing yeah. in real time. No, no, no dream lives. No, nothing. None of that. No, he's not doing it. Yo, it's his burner account, bro. He just responded. No he just doubt. responded on no other people's shit. <laughs> well, let me ask you this, Kenny. Uh, you know, we're talking about the past and all that, but who are some of the future names? Like, you know, I think like something that's kind of been messing with me lately is like, oh man, LeBron's gonna stop playing in a few years. Katie's going to stop playing in a few years. Steph is going to stop playing in a few years. So the players that I grew up watching are going to go away. Who do you think are these next top names, these next big names? Are oh, you're seeing them. You're seeing them, Luca. You're seeing Jason Tatum. Mm-hmm. You're seeing Kemba Walker. You're seeing um, mm-hmm. Trey Youngs. You're seeing um, um, Zion now. You see, I, I, I still I, – I wouldn't give up on ball yet. Um, and the new ball coming in is, is pretty damn good too. Um, so uh, those are the names, like they're right there. Like, mm. I, I, I think honestly, even coming back, I think the young teams have an advantage in this, in this bubble. Bro. Yep. I, I, yeah. I think, I don't, I don't think the older teams are going to have a, a opportunity to win. Uh, I'm going, I mean, I'm going with Denver. I'm going with, uh, Milwaukee. I'm going with Boston and I might even throw Dallas in there. Wow. As your teams that you think? They're going gonna... to gonna be around when it's all said and done. Okay. All right. All right. Because before the season walk, started, you know. Keep talking and walking. Let's keep going. Before the season started, we had, it was, it was pretty much two teams. The Battle of L.A., right? Clippers, Lakers, and then Milwaukee and the East. Those were the teams. Those were the top three teams that everybody was thinking. But, you know, listen, LeBron is great. But LeBron also 35 years old, 17 years in. <laughs> I mean, I, I, there has to be a run eventually where he goes, he's not the best player in the world. It, it just has to yeah. happen. Like they, I mean, Father Time catches all of us. It's not here yet. It's probably about two years away. And, you know, traditionally, you even think of LeBron's team, they didn't always start fast. They kind of grew into and they'd be like, oh, man, they got – you don't have that luxury now. So there's a chance that those type of teams and those veteran teams who usually just get right after all-star break, oh, they, they take off. There's no True. all-star break. This is a new season. This is not a continuation. You take three to four months off. This is, you saw Ray John Rondo's body. Like, he changed his whole body in, in, right. in three and a half months. He doesn't even look like the same person. So, like, yeah. that change is, is a, like having a season off. All of those young players coming back, they have now had John Morant. They've had time to sit back and go, okay, let me watch film now. I know the league. Like, you don't have time to do that right. during the year. Those guys are coming back. This is 
Imagine John Moran coming back for a second season. That's what he's going to look like. He's not going to look wow. like John Moran in his first year. He's going to look like second-year John Moran coming in Florida. It's going to be like, I know the league. I'm confident. I've been away for three months. I got my head right, and I'm coming at you. Different. Right. I mean, we, we saw it with Zion. Like, he looks amazing. <laughs> like, Zion completely changed his body. He, he again, it's a, it's a whole – you had three and a half months. That's what you have off normally. So think about I, – I, right. I, I came back after my rookie year. I averaged 12 points, 13 points a game my rookie year. I averaged 18 my second year. Because I just knew the league. It wasn't because I really got that much. I just like I was more confident and I knew the league. Oh, I know Stockton on the pick and roll. He's going to do this. Oh, blah, 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 blah. He's going to do that. You know, you just know the league. And you just play better. Those guys are going to be killing this time. Those young guys will be killing. Luca will be killing in the bubble. Wow. He will kill in the bubble. And um, it's going to be a different pecking order that you didn't think <laughs> would happen when the bubble starts. Yo, I'm excited. I'm I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm, I'm so, excited. so excited. Yo, we, all right. So we we've been getting like some. Uh, they 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 released like the pictures of the food in the bubble. They were, <laughs> which I think uh, the homie was it Josiah Johnson. I think Josiah. Yeah, it was Josiah. Homie, yeah. Yeah, he was like, man, they got the food looking like they got it out of the Hudson uh, store from the airport or some shit. <laughs> which was wild. Ja Rule did. You say what? What the thing Ja Rule did with that? Uh... With the fire uh, fest, fire fest. <laughs> Yo, come to the bubble. It's gonna be lush and plus. <laughs> it was like a fire festival video, and then down there, oh, you got the food and the paper, like oh, for months and oh, no, 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 NBA, bro, used to that. How much you? How much you think these NBA players, who are used to you know the lifestyle they used to, the jet and the setting. They used to Rick Flair in it a little bit. They're gonna be stuck at Disney World for the next like couple months, man. How much you think this is gonna? Uh, how much you think this is gonna make them go crazy inside that bubble? Well, everybody ain't gonna be there for two and a half months. Well, that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> pretty quickly. It'll be <laughs> real fast. But I, I think um, that's what makes the champion the champions is mental focus. Mm. Who's able mm. mentally just focus in because you got a lot of anxiety going on. You got, you're not seeing your family. You, oh, can I eat this? Can I touch this? Do I have to wipe this down? All those things that you typically never have to do, you have to do now. They'll be really, you know, enthusiastic and excited early, uh, much more than a 15-year a vet. 15-year vet might be looking at this situation like, man, look at this, man. And a right. and a and a third year guy might be like, "Yo, let's bring it." This AAU, this feels like AAU. Right. You know, I've been in. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. This is what I ate two years ago. I was two years away from eating this on the road. This is not different. It won't feel as different for them as it will for guys like Anthony Davis and LeBron and, and Kyrie uh, Kawhi Leonard. That's true. That's a good ass point. That's a really right. good point. Let's transition to this as we wrap this up. You guys are also coming back inside the NBA as much as a part of the NBA institution as the NBA itself at this point. Uh, honestly, real talk, I will skip games and just watch inside the NBA sometimes. Yep. <laughs> like if yep. it's a game, I'm like, I don't, I'm good. Uh, because like you guys are, and playoff 
playoff form inside the NBA is some of the best TV. Forget sports. This is some of the best TV out there. Uh, I mean, man, how much fun are you still having 20 years in chopping it up with EJ and Ernie and uh, or EJ and Chuck and Shaq and all them, man? I remember last year when they were like, we're going to do this, this um, video about the 20 years in. You know, 20 years in? Did it? I was like, I've been there 20 years? I didn't even realize. I would have said like 11, 12. Right, right. I was like, I've been out the league and the league's been going on that long. Whoa, I didn't even think of it that way. So mm. testament of how much fun we have and, you know, the excitement about being there. You know, it's like, it's like when you, you go to college and you're, you're a senior, you go, man, I'm a senior? Like, man, how fast did that go? Like, I'm on you in high school and you go, I'm a senior in high school? Like, you know, or admit, I'm going to break it down. My son the other day graduated middle school. He was like, I'm graduating. I'm no longer going to this school. I was like, yeah, it's a, it's a wrap. You graduate, going to middle school now. So mm-hmm. it goes that fast. And um, I had a great time uh, doing it and still having a great time, even in social distancing time. Uh, I'm, I'm with two nuts and a, and a, and a nutcracker. In- <laughs> <laughs> Yo, honestly, man, God bless EJ, man. He he got he always got a, 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 a an invite to the cookout, bro. Uh, like, just I don't think there's I don't think there's a black dude, a black person alive who don't love them some Ernie Johnson. <laughs> At what time he always used to get like, "Are you black?" Like, because when he cut his hair real low, he's like, <laughs> "You got that fade, EJ? You got that fade?" All right, well, we want to do something fun with you real quick. We got we got five questions. And the only answers, the only answers are Kenny DeJet Smith, Shaquille O'Neal, and Charles Barkley. Okay. Those are the only answers. Uh, Edgar, I'll let you take the first question since we, me and you both had the same question for, for, for Kenny. Okay, yeah. So let me hit that first question. Who do you think would, you know, break the bubble first between the three of y'all? Please, Shaq. Not even. <laughs> that can't studio. He can't even sit in our own studio for for two hours. He goes out. He'll drive off during the middle of the show sometime and come back. Like he can't even sit in the show. So of course, shot. <laughs> Yo, that's who. That's who I. I was like maybe Chuck, but maybe Chuck back in the nineties. But right now, Chuck. Chuck is patient. He. Chuck. Shaq is not. No. Shaq. Shaq. Okay. <laughs> Easiest, emphatic. All right, here's one for you. In a game of one on one, who scores the most points against LeBron James right now? Chuck is out of that. He doesn't score. <laughs> <laughs> the worst player out of us right now. Yeah. Jack would be able to because it's dependent on if you have like a dribble limit. If you said it's only three dribbles. In a one on one, you know how you play those games, you only get three dribbles. Mm-hmm. Right. Then I would I would play I would probably pick myself because I could shoot the shoot the three. But um if you said just any amount of dribbles, Shaq, because he would back a man and he'd score. He'd be able to score. Okay. All right. Shaq twice. Shaq twice. All right. Shaq. Shaq winning it so far. Who do you think is the best two K player out of the three of y'all? Two K? Mm-hmm. Okay. I am. <laughs> Voice of it. I got a 23-year-old son and I got a 12-year-old son. 
So I'm the best 2K. But I get smacked up in my house, but I get smacked up there, not with them. No. <laughs> Yo, have you ever thrown a controller? Have you ever thrown a controller, Kenny? I've thrown a controller because they talk. They talk a lot of trash. <laughs> so I like toss it. I didn't really throw it. I just tossed it and walked out the room like, all right. Because it's like I can't really get mad at my sons like I'm their father if I'm playing 2K with them. I, I like, you know what I mean? So I'm like, they're talking trash to me like I'm one of the boys, but it's going far. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm still your father. And so like, I throw the controller, I walk out, you know? But I'm like, I, I put myself in their environment. I got to let them live. Love it. Love it. All right. All three of you guys have been in front of the camera before. And I'm not talking just like inside the NBA. I'm talking on TV shows and movies. Actually, I think Chuck's only movie was Space Jam. But if, let's say tomorrow, somebody came up and was like, yo, I got three movies for all three of y'all, separate movies. Which one of y'all is winning that first Oscar? Oh, Oscar? Oh, I would. Yeah, which? I'd win the Oscar. Shaq, <laughs> blockbuster. He would have the biggest movie. Like, he would have, like, Men in Black type movie which is not an oscar worthy movie but true blockbuster he would you know he would be in one of those i would be in one of those you know the notebook you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> and everybody crying and all of that i could do that and chuck would be in a comedy he would be a kevin hart of it he would never he would be a jumanji you know <laughs> i have a movie that's worthy of an oscar so Shaq is the blockbuster, but I'd be in the, I'd be in that, that movie to get get the Oscar. All right, all right, Rachel McAdams, if you're listening to this, Notebook Two, Kenny the Jet. <laughs> <laughs> all right, last question. All right, so you know everything opens back up. You know we're back in New York City, and Lin Manuel Miranda is about to do a Hamilton reopening, but Leslie Odom Jr. twists his ankle right before, and they need a replacement. <laughs> Which one of the three of y'all is going to be the best Aaron Burr for Hamilton? <laughs> I would have said me, but I, my, my, my memory skills, with, I have like, I have hotter lyrics than Shaq, but I only have a couple. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He can remember more. He has a, he, he can free, I've seen him literally. He does this even in the studio. He'll freestyle. He'll freestyle. He'll freestyle for like, 20 minutes. Wow. You know, it's not all tight, but it's tight, tight enough. So he has a better memory of it. So I would go Shaq. We'd be able to jump in and take that part in him. So Charles has, okay. Charles has won nothing in your, I know, <laughs> you know, no, I'll give you one. I'll tell you one. And you tell me who was, who, who was this, but okay. You go to their house. And um, you're going to stay the weekend. Whose place is going to be the most neatest, cleanest, plush place that you're going to go, man, I want to stay here, especially with COVID. Who's that? I mean, listen, we didn't see the tour of your house so far. Uh, and, you know, Shaq, Shaq got too much stuff going on, man. You know, Shaq. Shaq, I don't think Shaq be at the crib, and when he is at the crib, he got Papa John boxes all around the crib and stuff. You know what I'm saying? And Chuck just don't care. Chuck, Chuck to me just be like, man, what the fuck I'm cleaning up for? 
So I got to go Kenny on that one for myself. I got to go. I also got to go Kenny because I don't believe that Shaq or Chuck are only seeing people within their bubble. I believe that they have people coming in and out of that house. I'll tell you, the most neatest person out of all four of us, including Ernie, is Chuck. For wow. real? Chuck is, o- he's OCD. Ah, uh, okay. He actually, before Corona, was carrying Kleenex wipes. He comes around, he wipes your table, he wipes stuff. I mean, he is the neatest person in his locker. Every every suit is color-coordinated. His shoes are perfect. Wow. He is the worst person to be around if you're a mess. Okay. Be an animal. Y'all see me walk through my house. My house is not messy. But he looks at my house and he goes, your house is so messy, Kenny. Like, <laughs> O-E-D. Like, I, okay, I'm going to give you a story before we go. So he had his wallet out and he keeps it on his desk. And so I looked in his wallet one day. I look at it and he had a bunch of $100 bills. I'm like, it's like, oh, this dude got a bunch of paper. I'm like, so I was joking with him and I was I, I was going to grab the money out. And I heard him coming, so I put it back in before he could come. So I just sitting there, and everyone's, you know, kind of snickering when he walks in the room. And he just looks around and he goes, who touched my wallet? I go, what do you mean? He's like, because I keep my wallet on the right-hand corner of my of the Wow. So it wasn't on the right-hand corner. And I'm like, get out of here. No one touched your wallet. I'm still, he's, and he opens it up. And you know what he said? He said, I know you took money out of it because I keep my hundreds faced this way. And now they're faced the other. Who knows in <laughs> the wallet? That's OCD. You would want to stay at Chuck Cluck. Okay. Home. All right. All right. So, all right, yo. At, at this point, all the questions we gave you, you know, were nice and fun. But as far as, like, who going to keep us alive? I guess Chuck is the winner, man. <laughs> Yo, Kenny, man, this is uh, this has been, you know, dope as hell, man. Like, like I said, you're a basketball royalty legend. Uh, before we get out of here, I want I want you to have the space to let people one more time know about stuff that you're doing, where to find you inside the NBA. Obviously, coming back with the NBA, so the floor is yours, my man. Coming back with the NBA, of course. Uh, but you know, what's dear to my heart is what's going on with the pandemic. Stay safe, everybody out there. Uh, I created the JetAcademyCamp.com for that reason. Social distancing. You get your workout in. Get an hour and a half. It's going to be tough, a good hour and a half, but you're going to get, you're going to get better in that hour and a half working out with side-by-side side on any device to work side-by-side side with Kimball Walker, Trey Young, Victor Oladipo, myself, Brittany Griner, and Brianna Stewart. Live and direct, jetacademycamp.com. For sure, man. Kenny the Jet Smith, thank you so much. All right, guys. Stay safe and stay with Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. You know, Jaquise, when you talk to a legend, do you walk away feeling like you're a legend? Uh, no. Do you? You don't get any residual legend on you? Uh, I mean... I don't know. I don't know. All right, let's 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 test it. Let's see. 
Um, what's something that before this episode started, you would have asked me that you would have been like, eh, but now ask me the question and let me know if my answer to you is like a legendary answer. Already I'm going eh, to that quote to that suggestion. See, that no. just... And the answer is no. The answer is no. <laughs> Jaquise, that was the most confusing instructions I've ever received in my life. There's no then. Um, It's so weird because I also think that you're the perfect game show host. But sometimes I'm like, I don't understand what Jaquise just asked me. (laughs) But that's on me. It could be me. That's what makes the perfect game show host the perfect game show host. Can I say, Jaquise, Mm -hmm. I learned something about myself watching your uh clip of you on um the price is right what's that i was sitting there going come on jakees clearly that's the answer and i was like no it's not no it's not clearly it's the answer why am i in this 10 year old maybe older than 10 years old 13 clip, year old, 14 year old clip <laughs> pretending like i know the right answer to this truck value that i was a baby for <laughs> What is that about me that needs to prove, as I'm watching this standing outside of a taco truck with no one around, that I knew the answer? <laughs> it was like, I was like, what is happening? And then I was like, come on, Jake, he's clear that wasn't the answer. And I will say, I've never been sadder than seeing you get it wrong on that first, like when you only had one guess. The way that your face fell apart and you realized that you shouldn't have listened to the audience, I was so heartbroken. <laughs> Yo, man, I remember it. It's so funny because in the moment, obviously, uh, for anybody who doesn't know, I was on The Price is Right in 2006. I posted a clip on my Instagram. The whole episode is on YouTube because I actually did well. I mean, I didn't do well in the episode, but I got, I won the wheel. I got to the showcase. So I I did well and then lost every yeah. time I fucking like, got there. Uh, but truth be told, outside of that facial disappointment, which was just in the moment, I wasn't truly upset until I think the show aired when I realized, God damn, I could have won a lot of shit. I could have won yeah. a truck. <laughs> yeah, I could in the showcase. I could have won, and we all know how I love cruises. A uh, uh, ten day cruise of the Mediterranean, two motorcycles, and the California king size bed. I lost all that shit. So, <laughs> and like, but in a moment, you're like, man, I was just on The Prices, right? It was Bob Barker's last season. I got to meet a legend. I've been watching The Prices, right, since I was a shorty. I was. You had like, residual. You had re- you had residual legend on you. Yeah. See, damn. Let's do Queen of the Week. Queen of the Week. <laughs> um, my Queen of the Week. Is now this is a celebrity. Sometimes we do celebrities, sometimes we do people we know, sometimes we do people who we're just inspired by. This time it's a celebrity. Uh, this person is not new, but I will say um, that I've known of them, I've listened to their music, but I have really deep dived into their music over the past couple weeks. And uh, and Janelle Monet is wow, just such a fucking phenomenal artist. I mean, from I like. And not only is she a phenomenal artist, but she's also a really good entertainer. She's an actress. She's kind of doing it all. And it borderline baffles me that she's not 
like an A-list star. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, I know, listen, listen, I'm not coming for Beyonce here. I love me some Beyonce. Okay, I no name. It. What's up? I said, okay, no name. Watch <laughs> I love me some Beyonce. But let's be real. When Beyonce tip, dipped her toe into the uh, I want to be an actress uh, uh, water, I'm not saying she was bad. I'm just saying that... She wasn't good. She wasn't great. Hey, and, and you that, know, that's, on and that's that, okay. And that's okay. But on that Janelle, Janelle Monet comparison, a lot of people don't like this, but when Beyonce was doing that whole I'm going to make a music video for every song of mine on, was it 16 or whatever that album Lemonade, was? Lemonade, I think. Well, it was, there was an album before that where she did that oh. as well, before yes, Lemonade. Yes, yes. Um, she sold that from somebody. Yeah. I'll say it. It was yeah. Janelle Monet. So, and, and I'm not saying this to down Beyonce because Beyonce deserves to be at the spot she's at. But I'm just saying, like, it's wild to me that Janelle Monet is not more highly regarded <laughs> than she is uh, because the girl is a star. The girl Goddamn is a star. fucking star. Goddamn and she star. She's so talented and so good. Uh, so I gotta. I, I'm so happy that I decided to deep dive into her catalog and uh, and 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 become a Janelle Monae stand. So that's my queen of the week, Janelle Monae. My queen of the week is also a triple threat. Can act, sing, and dance, but she's from across the pond. She had an incredible, 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 incredible write up in Vulture where she just released the truth about what her struggles were uh, personally and with sexual assault and also with putting out her own stories. Uh, And it is, I hope I said this correctly, Michaela Cole, Mm -hmm. star of Chewing Gum and the absolutely phenomenal I May Destroy You. And I actually want to make a plea here. Men, we got to watch this show. We got to watch this show, and we got to have some tough conversations about this show. But, man, this show is fucking amazing. Obviously, you know, this isn't her first blow-up, kind of like you were saying with Janelle Monae. Like, she's been around. She did Chewing Gum. After Chewing Gum, you know, she got to star in a couple of movies. She was in that episode of Black Mirror where they do the fake Star Trek. But I May Destroy You feels like her, at least to me, Magnus Opus. I didn't really enjoy chewing gum that much. I found it a little corny. And also after reading the article, I was like, oh, this wasn't on her. But it I'm so happy that she was able to stand up for herself and get a show where she is in full control and can tell the story that she wants to tell because the story is absolutely brilliant and is asking the right questions today. I love it. I gotta check it out. That's one I haven't checked out yet, but it's on the list. Uh, two just two 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 perfect queens, and that's not to say that any queen is not perfect, but definitely two people who are out here doing it in the game have been doing it for a while, and are starting to get their flowers that they deserve. Um, that they have deserved for a very long time already. Love that. I gotta say one more time, man. It was such a goddamn pleasure and honor to have Kenny the Jet on the episode today. Uh, just, you know, just the coolest cat. Uh, really fucking great time having him. 
and we're going to retire after this. This is the last episode of Culture Kings. I, I think we should just go out. Uh, you know, I don't care what Matt says. Uh, I know Matt thinks he controls us, but I think we should just go out uh, on this note. What you say, Edgar? I say, you know, I always said that I was going to do this on my last episode of Culture Kings. So here is my list of guests from the worst guest to the best guest. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Yeah, we got 200 and something episodes to go. Let's, let's go ahead and do that. All right, starting with 